0: Welcome to 2024. With the 2024 election on the horizon, the wars in Gaza and Ukraine, and numerous other foreign policy and domestic news stories, it's never been more important to stay informed. The DSR Network has you covered, with experts across all of these stories to bring you the analysis and commentary of the stories that matter. Later this month, the DSR Network will introduce the TNR Daily featuring Greg Sargent, formerly of the Washington Post, and a close friend of the show. Don't miss a moment of our coverage. Become a member of the DSR Network today. Members receive exclusive bonus content, the opportunity to attend DSR live events, a members-only Slack community, an ad-free listening experience, and more. For the month of January, receive 50% off your first year of membership. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSR2024 at checkout. That's the slash buy and code DSR2024. Thank you for your support.
1: Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily. Sorry we weren't a daily yesterday. We missed you. Um... Uh, technical issues as they call them uh, we are back and uh, back to being daily I'm David Rothkopf joined by Chris Cotton how you doing Chris
0: doing well thank you
1: and Riley Fessler how are you today Riley doing well um, sorry about last night go blue Chris what's your um, story first
0: story of the day uh, Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken is in the Middle East. He had talks with uh, Jordan, Qatar, the UAE, and Saudi Arabia about uh, Israel and Gaza and, um, and seemed to indicate to Israel that there was still a, a path forward in terms of building consensus with their Arab neighbors um, if there was a viable a uh, Palestinian state when all of this is is done I I'm not 100% sure if this is the first time that we've called uh for a two state solution um I'm not sure of the viability of that I I'm I'm most definitely interested in the opinions of our experts on this um and and David what you think the path forward is and I, again I know you've written extensively about the situation in Israel and the United States' role in trying to uh, in trying to resolve um, the crisis.
1: Um. Well, I I don't have anything really new to say on this. Uh, you know, the 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 reality is that uh, the U.S. doesn't really see a way forward to um, uh, a resolution of the current crisis. Uh, without the assistance of the countries of the region. And the countries of the region don't see a way forward without a Palestinian state. Uh, and as we have said before, that requires removing Hamas, uh, revamping the leadership of the Palestinian authorities so it can play the political role, and uh, the uh, departure of the Netanyahu administration. Um, but I think the the message of the U.S. right now is there are not two ways to arrive at this. There's just one. And uh you you know, this is the only path forward, so you know, better get on board. Uh it may take a while for that penny to drop because it's not in the interest of BB or
2: his far right coalition. Riley Well, just highlighting uh, the current situation in Ukraine again. Um A uh, Ukrainian Air Force official has highlighted the strain that their air defense systems are uh, undertaking given Russia's recent kind of ramping up of their air attacks. Uh, There's been a barrage of over 500 drones and missiles uh, since, I believe, December 29th, uh, which, as you can imagine, is depleting Ukraine's weapons stockpiles, uh, which is even more acute of a problem given that USAID is still log jammed in Congress as we're still trying to negotiate that deal. Um, so, again, just we need to all be aware that this is a problem and that the consequences of this kind of political struggle here in the US is having pretty grave consequences in Ukraine as well as elsewhere that's relying on this aid. Uh, the aid package it doesn't just include Ukrainian aid, it includes aid for other countries as well. So, I think it's always necessary to be aware that you know, U.S. politics does not happen in a vacuum. It has very real consequences, not just here, but everywhere else as well.
1: Um, Yeah, no question about that. Um, The Congress remains an impediment. And um, everybody I know thinks that that impediment will be removed sooner rather than later. Um, But... uh, Hasn't happened yet, and hesitation sends a bad message. So, we're we're in a pretty dicey part of this uh, this
0: conflict. Chris, yeah. So we've all heard that flying is uh, safer than driving, um, but after a recent Alaska Airlines incident in which a door plug uh, essentially. Uh, blew off the plane uh, requiring an emergency landing. The FAA ordered 100 planes to be grounded and inspected, and during those inspections, United Airlines found loose bolts um, in their in their planes. These are the Boeing 737 Max9 planes. Um, they're currently not flying. Um, but I, I got to say, it doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy about getting on a plane, despite the numerous trips we've taken. And, you know, because we needed more bad news, um, you know, we have, th- we have this to look forward to. Boeing's planes continue to have issues.
1: Uh, yeah, it's been a troubling trend with Boeing um, since, uh, uh, you know, the the incidents a couple of years ago. Um, and uh uh I you know I naturally uh is of concern to anybody who's a flyer, having said that, um you know, this was an incident that did not produce casualties, and the response to it has been extremely fast, so that should be comforting to people who fly uh and flying still is safer than driving um or as you will certainly know, Chris, riding your bike. Um, parenthetically, to those of you not been paying attention to the DSR Daily for a long time. Chris had a bit of a bad bike accident a few months back, but you're feeling good now, right, Chris?
0: Feeling great. Fantastic. Excellent.
2: That's terrific.
1: Um, Riley, let's talk about somebody else who's not feeling so great this morning.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump is set to make a voluntary appearance in Washington, D.C. federal courthouse today. Uh, the voluntary part of this is especially notable given that I think unsurprisingly his campaign or least like a campaign fundraising message saying that the Biden administration had forced Trump to appear in court, which is fake news. It's not true. It was a voluntary appearance. Um, so uh, this highlights the Trump strategy again of Trying to make these trials campaign events um rather than campaign in Iowa, given the close proximity to the caucuses, uh, he has decided to go appear in court in d c and then he's going to make another appearance in New York as well um and it seems to be working. Uh, the history shows that you know his base loves this. they rally behind him on these cases, so we'll see if the, if that gamble pays off. I think it probably will. I think the faithful will stay on board obviously, but you know, as for the swing voters such as they are, I'm curious what how this will play with them.
1: Well, there's a lot of polls that say the swing voters won't like it um uh if if Trump is convicted that they will move away from him. You know, Trump's core base, you know, the group that thinks that he has been selected by Um, God, they're not going to move away from him. Um, They are immune to facts uh, or normal rationales for picking or not picking a a candidate. But having said that, that's not what's going to be decisive in this election. A few percent of the voters who are Republican voters stay home or switch sides because Trump has trouble with the courts um, and Joe Biden wins and democracy is saved, you know? So that's you know, I think that's the outcome that a lot of people uh think we are heading towards. I don't think we're gonna have many court verdicts this year, but we may have one in the Chutkin case. I would add, by the way, that yesterday we saw, you know, Trumpism at its worst with uh, separate incidents pertaining to Jack Smith and and Tanya Chutkin um where there were, you know, swatting or or uh other kinds of false allegations called into the police about these people, uh clearly from, you know, nut jobs on the right. Um but uh uh I've, this is under everybody's skin because while Trump puts a good face on it, he's gonna lose a bunch of this stuff. Um he already had a blow uh yesterday another another blow with regard to um the Eugene Carroll case where uh, you know appeals court said no, you know this is not pertaining to you on immunity. I don't think that either the appeals court or the Supreme Court is going to be particularly um uh forthcoming in the way that he wants them to be on immunity uh because you know, that cuts both ways. And, uh, you know, I don't think they want to create, uh, you know, to make Joe Biden immune to, uh, 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 you know, pr- criminal prosecution, no matter what he does while he's president. Uh, so I, I don't think he's gonna make progress on that. And ultimately, I think he's going to lose um, the the federal case that's being brought against him once it comes to trial, whether that's in the spring or whether that's in the summer. Uh, so keep an eye on it.
0: Chris? Just a quick comment. What's crazy, every every couple of years, I'll go back and watch the uh, House of Cards uh, series on Netflix. And I'm up to the point where Congress is investigating Frank Underwood for abuse of power. And while it was happening, it was probably way out there and now it's he he did nothing compared to to what we went through in reality for 4 years it's kind of crazy to think about
1: well it's true and 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 frankly the trump white house was a lot crazier than veep um uh, as far as the frank underwood analogy goes if if only melania trump would be as effective a president as frank underwood's wife ended up being <laughs> Uh, we would have been a better better uh country. Fortunately, I don't think Melania is uh planning to enter politics anytime soon. Um uh and that's, you know, good news for us all. Uh Riley, good news here for the Zillennials?
2: Um yeah, so in France, uh big political news there. Uh, Macron has picked the youngest prime minister in French history, uh, Gabriel Atal. uh, it's comes amidst big struggles in their government as they are kind of floundering and struggling to build a coalition. Uh, this is partially in response to a deal they had to strike on immigration that many saw as a capitulation to the national front or national rally, as it's called now. Um... Uh, His, Atal's rise has been pretty rapid, but he is one of the most popular people in Macron's coalition and party. He is, as I said, the youngest ever minister uh, at the age of 29. He's now the youngest prime minister at the age of 34, and he's also the first openly gay prime minister. Um, But, you know, he's got a hard road ahead. He still needs to curb this surging hard right opposition, uh, and his age is no accident The president of the national rally is 28. Um, So it's really a battle between kind of the ideological poles. um, And I think there was definitely a need to get some kind of fresh blood uh, on the side of the left and center. So hopefully this kind of revitalizes their government and is a good bulwark against the far right. But we will see.
1: Uh, we will see um uh and uh it, it, this you know is a changing of the guard in 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 generationally in in French politics um uh, or at least having a new group step up uh a new generation step up and all I can say is we could use more of that uh in the u s it's a problem we've got too many older politicians. This is not a criticism of any one of them individually. But it's time for generational change in U.S. politics, too. So, Chris, you have a repulsive last story for us.
0: I do. So South Korea passed a law that will uh, outlaw um, dog meat Oof. in by by the year 2027. Number one, um, I didn't realize there were actually dog farmers um, who raised Dogs for sale to be slaughtered later. My poor two dogs. Hopefully, aren't listening to this podcast right now. But I, I guess um, in the in the words in the words of uh, 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 Mel Gibson in The Patriot, dog is a fine meal, apparently, um, but not after twenty twenty seven.
1: Um. You're gross. I mean, look, I don't want to judge people, but having said that, don't eat your dog. I mean, you know, don't eat anyone's dog. Uh uh frankly over the holidays I was like, why are we even eating animals? I'm starting to head in that direction. Um, you know, animals are nice. They didn't do anything to hurt anybody. Um uh, admittedly, some of them are delicious, but I, I don't know. I'm starting to get uncomfortable with the whole thing, belatedly. Um, uh, and, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, just the kind of uh, big issue that we'll grapple with here alongside the big news. And uh, we are uh, grateful for uh, you guys uh, listening, and we will be back again tomorrow. And uh, we hope you'll join us then. And a little later today, we'll have our spy show. Bye-bye.